Like, we no. needed a picture. <laughs> okay, Aww. guys. So we're coming at you live and straight from the porch. The porch. My Airbnb. And I feel like it's cozy because if you were tuning in visually, we're doing some spooky themed episodes. Ooh. And happy so fall. happy spooky season, everybody. So we thought, I, I think that it's really cozy. Maybe the next one we can do the swing. Yeah, or we can like do it again. Yeah, I feel like this is really giving yeah, fall. This is giving cozy. fall cozy. And that's exactly the vibes that we were wanting to give. Watching the leaves fall. Woo, woo, woo. It's so Our point of view. Here. Yes, our point of view. So we have some little spooky, fun things happening. So today's episode, if you are tuning in, we're actually going to be telling some spooky stories today, which actually it's me telling Sarah some <laughs> spooky stories. Story. Why did I just think stories wasn't the right word? No, stories. Like, I thought it was stories. Sorry. Like, and I was like, when I said story, I was like, oh, Sorry with an accent. Sorry. So, so we're going to be telling some stories today. <laughs> it was silly stories <laughs> so we're saying spooky so destiny is going to be telling me yes. spooky stories not her own so no well i do have a few of my own oh perfect that we could Mix share potentially i don't have one scary story that is so interesting like nothing comes to mind when i think i mean i guess i could i could bring my own opinion later i like my aunt would tell us scary stories when we were younger but like nothing actual nothing actually happened to me oh that is spooky that is so interesting i thought mm. i thought like everybody kind of had little spooky things happen to them no, uh, maybe when you start telling me some, it'll spark a okay. me- memory. But I, I can definitely so. tell some. I have a few in my arsenal <laughs> that I've just carried with me. But so we can start off by telling a few of our own. But then I scoured for like an mm-hmm. hour and a half. It was and a full on research. No, I know it was an hour and a half just with the scary stories because you watched the podcast in yeah, that and that time, it, and it, the podcast was like an hour yeah. or something. And I went on the subreddit r slash no sleep r slash short scary stories. And then I started scouring the internet because I was like, okay, these are not eating. Like, I don't, I wanted to find stories that would spook Sarah, but not too much, not too much. Because I did pass up on ones that were like, if Sarah, like if I told Sarah those, she would not sleep tonight. Yeah. So I I wanted ones that were like scary enough but mm-hmm. not too scary also if you're tuning in visually you may be able to see charlie just like chilling she's, hanging with us. Us. she's just chilling right here she's not being the absolute best day she did actually just eat one of sarah's chicken nuggets oh <laughs> <laughs> she I'm was still hungry. thinking about no but it's okay i had like one nugget left like it was all her sarah's like it's okay i had one nugget it's okay no i had all of them there's one left and she could have had it and she did and it was fine no it was not fine okay <laughs> hold on so before we start off and start telling scary stories do you want to say what is your dote that you're cozying up with today for our scary stories yeah my dote is so sad because we're filming a few episodes so i didn't want to do the same one in each so it's water i need to stay hydrated like i said last episode i need to intake water and i didn't do that a lot today it's okay you're a queen who is promoting hydration yeah i am a queen who's going to go ahead and promote you guys caffeine <laughs> and that is a witch's brew alani nice was that ASMR? that was good okay i'm not gonna like gulp it in the microphone because you guys That's told me that you hate that <laughs> no i tried the pumpkin cream chai brown sugar drink that destiny wanted me to try this morning it was delicious it's definitely fall in a cup yeah i if you like are wanting like a fall drink like that to me is like you want a perfect fall day mm-hmm. so you're gonna go and you're gonna go like get that fall drink like you're gonna get the pumpkin patch or you're gonna go do something yeah that's like perfect for a fall day i don't think i can yeah. drink that every day but i think it's oh no fall. i couldn't drink it every day at all no i can i don't know I it's, it's definitely sweet it's really sweet it's delicious yeah i love brown sugar yeah and uh what's not sweet is these stories that we're about to tell <laughs> so go ahead why am i scared you're gonna be okay so go ahead and everybody cuddle up cozy up grab a blanket grab your dough grab a snack and we're gonna tell some spooky scary stories i wish that i had one to tell you i feel like you wouldn't it's be okay. you don't get spooked easily i don't get spooked easily and that's the worst because when people are like i read this book and it really spooked me i'm like okay and i read it and i'm like mm. sometimes books only spook me when it's like like remember the last word like she's home alone and like someone's that like breaking didn't in spook me though that i was didn't. reading it at three o'clock in the morning and i was like i was like i wish i did though uh, i want it to like yeah. i want to have that feeling yeah that spooks me because then i picture like me home alone and i have a fear all the time maybe yeah if you put yourself in that predicament mm-hmm. and it could so guys <laughs> here <laughs> is the tea i have a few spooky stories from my childhood weird stuff that would happen to me and sometimes well okay i will say this i've lived in three different houses my whole entire childhood so i had like the house i grew up in uh up until i was in like first grade and then when i was in first grade i moved to my house that i was in up until i was in eighth grade and now the house i'm in now i've been in since i was in eighth grade this is important because the second house kind of where i had like most of my adolescence 
it i fully believe that it's haunted like i fully believe there was some weird stuff happening there was it an old house like i feel like it's always the old built it was definitely like, it wasn't from like the 40s or something but it was from like the 60s 70s yeah. i can remember specifically because a lot of people talk about sleep paralysis and i don't know have you ever heard of sleep paralysis yeah like when you see the figures when mm-hmm. you're asleep and you're like whatever and so this was not sleep paralysis but it almost felt like it okay. and this is weird because you know like when they talk about sleep paralysis you see like the shadowy figure mm-hmm. and you kind of feel like you can't move well this happened to me but i was fully awake both times that it happened to me okay. so it was like i remember one time so we had a backyard then we had something called a common area and i don't know if anybody knows like what this is but it's like you have your backyard that's like fenced in mm-hmm. and then you go outside of your backyard and it's basically like this big field because the neighborhood kind of did like a circle so it was just a huge circle of where all the houses met and all the houses kind of shared this yeah. common area so we like had a fire pit back there and we would do little like bonfires every kind of like weekend or so so we were doing a bonfire and i remember my whole entire family was out of the house they were in the common area and i remember running into the house and i was like oh i have to go grab something from my room really quick i can remember running into my room my room's upstairs i ran into my room and then i grabbed something off my bed and i remember turning around and i'm still kind of like one foot on the bed one foot off and i the rustling of the leaves are really making this i know i just heard that (laughs) that was good i turn around and there's this like figure standing in the doorway of my room but it's like a huge man like unlike almost just like unreal mm-hmm. like and it's it's engraved in my brain but it like you couldn't see anything about him it just looked like a dark shadow okay. but i couldn't move i was so scared like i was like so petrified yeah, that would freak me out i would scream bloody murder no and like that's the thing is that i was just like i can remember like when stuff like this happens to you it like sticks with mm-hmm. you because you're like th- this was so weird and it, i can just remember like looking at it seeing it and being like i can't move like this is so scary and then i I just literally could not move. And I was like thinking about like yelling for my parents. And I was thinking about how everybody was outside. Mm -hmm. And then it just like vanished. And then I could move again. But it's weird because like that's like people would be like, oh, it's sleep paralysis. Are you sure you were like not sleeping? Like I was dead awake. Like my parents, like I ran back in the house and that happened to me. And then another time I had one of my like good friends, childhood friends over. And the way my bed was, it was pushed up against the wall. And I was sitting on the like headboard like I, my back was on the headboard like no nothing could be behind me there okay. was no um there's no air vent uh, like up ahead of me i can remember my childhood bedroom so specifically and we're in there and me and her and it's kind of like late at night and i'm sitting on my bed and she's kind of sitting at the foot of the bed and then we're sitting there and we both are talking and we both collectively stop because we hear footsteps oh in my room like so- sounds like somebody's like walking right next to my bed and it was so weird because because my floor like it was an older house so you could hear kind of like really like it creaks because you know even if you have carpet there's like wood underneath yeah, of it you hear it and so you can hear it and we both kind of stopped and like looked at each other and we were like this is so weird because you could like hear the footsteps and then I literally, like, you felt the bed shift. You oh, felt the bed shift. No. And I felt, like, cold air on the back of my neck. And the reason I said I'm sitting on the headboard, like, my back is yeah, on the headboard. You. And I remember we were both frozen in fear. I can't remember what she said, but I remember she said that she had, like, felt something, too. Yeah. They always say when yeah. you feel like a ghost or something, it's always, like, the cold air. And I know. And this was, like, kind of, I think I was probably, like, 11 at this time that both of these things were happening to me. So it was, like you're kind of too young to like know all of this stuff but also you're like too old for this to kind of be like a oh i don't really remember type of thing yeah so that really freaked me out i always wondered about that like i always hear stories of like how crazy it is but like when i sleep like i don't like i like black out when i sleep like i don't remember any dreams i have any so i always thought that was crazy it's like weird because it's not really like a dream it's like you're awake yeah but, but i can't I, move. I think this is <laughs> the science of it is that you're kind of half awake half asleep and sometimes it's like just a kind of thing like in your you're brain. conscious you're conscious whatever, but you can't but you're not fully awake yeah. or something like that i don't know but that happened to me i'm trying to think with the other i have like a bunch but now they're like escaping me you know i wish i had some I literally just like my aunt would tell us spooky stories when we were younger but we were so young we were like very gullible yeah and she'd make it very believable like she'd get my mom in on it and she would be telling us stories and like my mom would be downstairs doing whatever but my mom would go outside we wouldn't know and she would take like a flashlight and start like doing the flashlight like the perfect time of the story my aunt would say there's like people in the woods and they do this at night and we would believe it like 100% we start screaming and she made it very believable. Like she was very good at it. I would very much be like your aunt. Yeah. I would be like, I would, sit to, I would sit to Dakota's ki- like kids down there. I'd be yeah. like, oh, well, guess what this is like yeah. about? This we is- loved it. It was so fun. We like wanted her to tell us like the spooky well, stories. Well, there's something about spooky stories when you're a kid that yeah. almost feels a little it's bit like. It's so believable. Yes. Like when you make up a spooky story to kids. Oh, Like their 100%. imagination. Like they're like, 
Oh, yeah. That's true. I can run with that. Yeah. 100%. I used to love spooky stories when I was younger. I literally still love spooky stories. Like, if somebody looks at me and they're like, I have a crazy, mm-hmm. scary story. I, like, almost don't even care if it's real. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but it was so entertaining to hear you talk about it. And that's yeah. all that mattered that's to like, me. I like spooky stories, but I never liked the spooky movies. Yeah. Like, I never liked the par- you know, the paranormal movies. Like, I used to watch them. I don't like out. paranormal movies. I just feel like they never were believable to me. And then you know how they like make it realistic with like the camera. Yeah. Not that it was supposed to be the like, paranormal realistic. activity movies yeah. specifically. Yeah. You know what I used to like? You're gonna be very surprised. In high school, me and my friends would watch it all the time. Like I would watch it like on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, Chainsaw Massacre. What was that one? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love that movie. I watched no that movie reason. the other day. I like it. Really enjoyed it when I was not younger, but like in high the school. The original one, like the one from the seventies. I don't know. Probably not. Is there a newer one? There's newer like installments of it. Probably not the older one. The older one is like wild. Yeah, I remember watching that, and for some reason, I really enjoyed it. And I remember watching it like multiple times. That's like the only scary, scary movie. Now I, I have like. a question for you. Did you, when you were a kid, did you ever read uh, the scary stories books, the uh, scary stories to tell in the dark books? I think I did, and I remember vividly in like elementary school, like very young, going to we had like this time slotted out for the library, and. I would go specifically looking for that book. I have to see the cover because I think that's what I'm talking. What you're I'll talking show you. About. I'll pull it up. And I used to go and I used to just sit and like go through the. They're like short stories in one book. They right? are short stories. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I used to like specifically go for that book. I would love it. Some of them are creepy, right? Oh no, that's what I was about to say. Yes, there was yes. different ones, right? There was yeah. These, oh my like, god, yeah! I used to eat those up. I don't remember what no. was in it, but like so I remember loving I them. I do vividly because I can remember being in either God. No, it had to be third grade because yeah. I can remember the teacher's that classroom. Age for me too. And that's kind of honestly what they like market those books towards. Oh, really? Let me just say, wild to be marketing like a 10 year old, like the stories. Because like one of them was like, do you remember, did you read the one about the scarecrow story where the two guys kind of are living on this kind of like farm or something and they have this scarecrow that they kind of like get drunk and like beat up for fun oh my god no i don't think I remember yes this listen to this it's wild i'm reading this at like how old are you when you're in third grade like nine ten um i feel like you're younger than that because sixth grade is like 11 11 12 you turn like 12 and six you're like eight nine eight nine around around somewhere around there eight, too nine, young honestly yeah. they're like really whatever i can remember them and it's like so they kind of mess with the scarecrow weird stuff starts happening they both have to like get on horses like, they live on, like, a farm or whatever, and they have to, like, travel somewhere with their horses, and then the one of the guys turns around because they forgot something, and the other guy's, like, waiting on his horse, and the guy doesn't come back, and then he, like, kind of rides towards the house, and he sees the scarecrows alive, and he, like, essentially skinned the guy. Wait, I kind of look like a yeah, little and bit. Yeah, stretching his skin out on the roof, like, scarecrows on the roof, oh, he's stretching great. his skin out. <laughs> And then there was one that was like... That would scar me today if I read it. No, no. <laughs> Back the then re- I thought it was fun for some reason. No, I remember it so vividly because it, like, scarred you a little bit. Another one uh, was, like, the it took place in the 60s, and it was in the same books. And it was, like, she had, like, beehive hair, and, like, it did something or, like, something to her face. I can remember that one. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, if it was in this book, or if not, I read it around this age, but I think it was in this book. Mm-hmm. But it might have been in another one that was in the same classroom. Where, have you ever read the story where it's, like, the babysitter is babysitting the kids? And she is like the kids are upstairs asleep, and she gets the phone call, and the it's like to go in the attic, like is that what you like go check on the kids, like you should go check on the kids, and she just kind of like writes it off as like whatever, and she kind of hears like I don't know like thumping noises or something, and then the caller just keeps calling and is like you should go like check on the kids. I I think I know the story. Yeah, the story is called like go check on the kids or something like that. Oh my god, we feel like okay, and I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, like the he the killer like she calls the cops and stuff and they uh the cops are like wait until he calls again and we can track the call like stay on the phone with Mm -hmm. us she does and they're like oh my god he's inside the house like you need to get out and then the cops come and it turns out that the kids were like murdered upstairs and he was trying to get her to come upstairs i think i remember that yeah unlocked like i remember i think it was like maybe like fourth grade our music teacher like around like spooky time look this up she would tell us spooky stories and we would all eat it up and every year she would do the same spooky stories and one of them do you know the story about the girl with like the ribbon around her neck no i don't know the exact story but like she always wore a ribbon around her neck and all this stuff and she would like my teacher would tell us the whole story and then at the end she'd make it all spooky with like a flashlight and everything and she'd be Uh like and then they took off the the ribbon and her head fell off it was like one of those silly little stories but I remember her telling us all these spooky little stories. And there was one where it was like in the attic, there's a box. In the box, there's a, I don't know. I wish I remembered these vividly, but I don't. I have like little 
flashes of what she would tell us but every year she would do spooky stories and she ate it up and it's just it. crazy like because the scary stories in the dark ones i feel like those were like so look i read the one with the clown on the front yeah so did i i read all three of them because my teacher had all three of them that was my go-to as a clown i think yeah this one says literally when i looked up like the story Mm -hmm. one of the results like that comes up is a scary story to tell in the dark appropriate for 10 year olds and then it literally says it's better suited to older teenagers (laughs) no i was reading that in like third third grade no my third grade teacher literally had it because you know like Mm -hmm. sometimes if you had a teacher that had like a library inside yeah. of their classroom my third grade teacher had a library inside of her classroom and she had all three of the installments yeah. in there and i remember like oh oh i loved such a weird books. series to have in like a school i honestly want to own those copies of those books now and i kind of want them it. i want them because they're nostalgic for me i wish i remember the stories that i read in that one yeah are there any popular ones in the clown one um let me look that up um, i want one to like really trigger my memory because i would like go right to those books when i went to the library it was like library day i was so excited <laughs> and i was that one kid that was like going to that book <laughs> more scary stories to tell in the dark is that book that's the that's the there's, name there's scary stories to tell in the dark and then the one you're talking about is more scary stories to tell in the dark and then it's scary stories three more tales to chill or something like so that. there is three yes wow but the one you're talking about is more scary stories to tell yeah in the dark. i guess it's the second one yeah that covers just like it's in my head of the, the scary clown Oh, it's not letting me see into the book. I guess I have to buy it, but um, <laughs> that sucks. I was really about to buy it, but then I was like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Just to see what was in it. Um, yeah, but I loved those books. And I feel like, I don't know, but I've always loved like watching scary movies, getting told scary stories. Like I've always loved that. Yeah, when I was younger, I thought it was really fun. Now I don't know why I can't do it. Oh, yeah. Um, before we get into these spooky stories that I found on the internet, I wanted to share some scary things in life that I feel like just aren't talked about quite enough okay. in day-to-day life okay. um first of all were was my school the only one that we had to like sit down and watch the like they were very scary to me like when i was younger uh you had to sit down and watch the stuff about internet safety but they were like the scariest like videos for internet mm-hmm. safety like they would show like a girl like chatting with someone online and then it, you would see that it was like a grown man like on the other end and then it would depict her like essentially getting kidnapped oh really did you ever watch i that? don't think we ever saw like videos of that i feel like when we were doing cyber safety it was all like online like not like quizzes and stuff but they would like just teach you like it was never like a visual no ours was like visual like i remember sitting in like a little whatever like room and we would have to watch videos and i think maybe they did it visually because they thought like that would get us more oh yeah i mean you remember it now (laughs) no it literally scarred me when i was a little kid because i was like Oh yeah. my god, like I never want to be on I the internet. thought when I was younger cyber like that stuff was all I mean obviously it's bigger. It is a big thing and people get like catfish like that online all the time, but I thought that it was going to be like prevalent in my life a lot more. Yes, you thought like, you were going to have to be battling saving it my every passwords day. and like never putting my age or my name anywhere. Like I thought it was going to be a huge thing. I remember they would tell me like if you post about like what you're doing in your routine, somebody's going to stalk you oh, and come yeah. to your house. That was big. That could happen though. I mean oh, yeah. that could. That's like it's when you see to YouTubers people. get stalked. Like yeah. they do. Like people who are obsessed with them do stalk them. Yeah. Sometimes. But they told us at a very young age. And I was scared at like my little 11 year old self that that was going to happen. Yeah. No, but that's why. And, and it could have. And it could have. You could have gotten kidnapped. But you didn't. <laughs> you didn't. The next thing is the killer clown epidemic of 2015 to 2016. It, well, that was, that was on TikTok, right? No, no. TikTok wasn't a thing Wait, back so then. Wait, so what was that on? Twitter? Instagram. It was just like Instagram, Twitter back then. Was That was Twitter. It was big. I, remember, I like vaguely remember that. You vaguely remember it? Yeah, because I, I didn't want to put myself into that because Oh my God. Me. It was like, first of all, when did this happen? I guarantee you it was like one video went viral. Somebody like set it up. Oh yeah, and then everyone and started dressing up. And it was like up somebody's them. friend, like they were recording and acting like it was like a whole entire thing. And then everybody went wild with it. Where I lived, it was like a huge thing. Oh, really? Everybody, like one day we were, I can remember we got back from a field trip and I can remember because I was texting Isaac because I was so scared. And we got back to the school and we literally had to go like on a lockdown at school because no there was way. like a, there was like somebody dressed up in a clown costume. Like just like we had in our parking lot. I was in middle school when this was like a big thing. In our parking lot, there was like woods right up on it. And there was just on the edge of the woods. They were just standing there. <gasps> yeah oh that's scary and it is weird but they, a lot of that stuff was happening around where i lived oh no um, where I, I mean i don't think so but where i saw it was just all online like it was never like in real life i never saw anything like that 
like what's the storyline with that like why are no we idea. doing that i definitely went viral online and people just like ran with it also like scaring people i feel like people get like a high out of that <laughs> and well, like yeah let's all dress up as these clowns what's weird with me though was like i feel like that would have been the perfect opportunity for like actual people who like want to do stuff like that to think that they could do, do that and get away with it that was what was oh, yeah. scary for me yeah because it was like a huge thing especially when social media blows something up but that was just so weird like why <laughs> yeah. did we live through that i, can't I don't know like, that. i came to your school the only thing exciting in my school is when we all, my senior year, we, this is not scary, but we all took saran wrap and we would like secretly wrap everyone's cars and stuff. And me and my friends went to, they had like football practice and we wrapped everyone's call, car in saran wrap. And after like practice, they would have to come out to their car. Like I would wake up one day for school and like my car would be saran wrapped. It was that like a is huge so thing. interesting. We would all like after school get together and like choose someone to saran wrap their car. Like it was a huge thing for a while. Wow. It that is fun. actually so interesting. Yeah, and then they told us to stop like the school because we did it like on school grounds. But oh, it was yeah, so that, fun for a like, while. <laughs> it's like don't do that. But. Bring back those days. It's okay. You'll <laughs> wake up tomorrow and also ran wrap your car to make you feel. Oh, thank better. you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, also, last thing, I feel like this is talked about, but not enough in day to day life. We have the dark web. Who was fighting yeah. this, and why are we getting rid of it? I don't know how you get rid of that. I actually don't know how you get onto it, but uh, how do you get rid of it? I do. Oh, really? Did you just yeah. search dark web? No. So I went down a rabbit hole in quarantine. And, like, there's a whole entire way that you can get on it. Like, you have to use VPNs. You go on go.go. And you, like, basically make yourself kind of, like, invisible. That way they can't track your... Is it IPN address? Everybody let me know. Is that your IPN address? What I think is they're not getting rid of it. This is going to sound horrible. Like, so horrible. Isn't there, like, a lot of money in the dark web? <laughs> yeah, people... So, well, there's, like, tears to the dark web. So, like, oh. I feel like the dark web... So it's like there's like the deep web and then there's the dark web like selling body parts the deep web is like you know people sell like narcotics they sell guns they like kind of and maybe even body parts is on the deep web like that's like not like super bad because the dark web i've never been on the dark web but it's rumored to have like i mean like straight up people like torturing people like (gasps) videos everything yes like oh my deep God. dark things That's what i've always wondered about. what was what was on those things oh my god when i was in quarantine i went through like a really deep depression <laughs> so while i was doing that i was just like into like this whatever stuff and i literally was like looking up stuff at the dark web like but my toxic thing is i thought like i could beat it like i was like fbi will have me join forces with them i will figure out who these people are and we will get them together yeah, but i do wonder since it's all an online thing why you can't close it down there's no way that the fbi can't track it let me tell you that but why is it not a bigger thing then no why are we not talking like we talk about it in like a ooh spooky fun way why are we but not talking not. about it in a ooh let's shut it down way let's yeah. find these it's, people it's dangerous it is dangerous it scares me but it's weird because sometimes i'm like is it real like have people actually like let's take the creepy pastas out of it yeah have you guys ever actually been on the dark web and like witnessed these things personally no no that's what i mean but, but i'm like this is just like a question like is this like all hypothetical when you guys are making it up some people like probably live off of the dark web that's their where they make their money yeah you know what i mean like, no, they're they, sickos because they, we live with some sick freaks out in the world shut it down shut it down hey let's start okay. a petition to get it off yeah <laughs> me and you start a petition could you imagine okay <laughs> this is where we're going to get a little spooky cozy so we are going to tell some funny story funny stories funny i wish they were funny (laughs) no we're gonna tell some spooky stories so the first i think five oh my god can i count no it's four babe it's literally four the first four are from reddit okay okay so the first one is from the r slash no sleep and this is called no caller id i've always prided myself on being independent moving out at 18 learning the ins and outs of adulthood ahead of most of my peers and never really being afraid of being alone the solitude in fact brought a kind of peaceful melody to my life a symphony of quiet morning solo coffee runs and the silent hum of my own thoughts echoing through the empty rooms of my small but cozy apartment life was simple rhythmic and predictable until the day it wasn't it started innocently though a buzzing on my nightstand shook me from the clutches of deep sleep well can we say that whoever is writing this great writer yeah great story yes great storyteller and also kind of me Like my solitude. In my solitude. Yeah, okay. she likes to be alone, me too. Yeah, same. Groggily, I pe- Is this groggily? Groggily. groggily. <laughs> I appeared at the glaring light of my phone screen. 3 a.m. it blinked at me. And for a moment, I was more annoyed than concerned. A string of messages, missed calls from a no-caller ID flooded my notifications. They were short and hauntingly intimate. The first message just says, I can see you. 
With the sleep still clinging to my senses, I dismissed it as a wrong number. I silenced the phone and sunk back into the darkness of my sleep where the message oh God, was quickly forgotten. I'd be up for the rest of the night. You quickly forgot it. The way if I got Call a no caller ID <laughs> and like just a random number being like, I can see you. Well, and like it reminds me of scary movies when like they get a phone call or something and then their immediate reaction isn't to get up and alert everybody in their house and call the police. But if it's scary movies, it's okay because it's like you're acting for that. But like in real life, if that happened, there's no way you should act like a main character in a scary movie. No. (laughs) (laughs) I might though. (laughs) (laughs) The days unfolded like the pages of an uneventful book. Work was the same combination of tedious tasks and idle chatter. Sarah, a colleague, filled Uh. the air with (laughs) stories of her children, their laughter acting as a stark contrast to the silence that awaited me at home. But home, my sanctuary, began to unravel it was subtle at first the shift from comfort to unease each room once silent now echoed with an ominous tone of unsettling whispers those walls which had been witness to my most private moments felt as though they were closing in on me heavy with a silent menacing secret one evening a week after the first message the buzzing returned this time the unseen intruder wove detailed narrations of my nightly rituals into the messages every action every movement within my home was observed recorded and relayed Shut back up. to me in chilling detail Shut up. And then it says, I like how you hum to yourself when you cook. Every message was a sinister symphony of invasion, turning my safe haven into a haunted stage where I was both the performer and the audience, enacting a chilling dance of horror and dread. I began to feel the eyes on me. A prickling sensation danced upon my skin, drawing cold lines of terror with every haunting step through my apartment. The nights were no longer silent. They were filled with the echoes of unseen footsteps, the sinister harmony of haunting whispers, and the ghostly caress of an unseen presence. She didn't move out? No. <laughs> and didn't call the police. You're um, kind of doing it to yourself at this point. Move out. Yeah. Isolation became both my prison and my refuge. Friends concerned by my withdrawal were met with silence. How could I explain the invisible chains that bound me to this chilling dance, a captive audience to my own haunting spectacle? Sarah, <laughs> persistent in her concern, would call, but each ring she of should. the phone was drowned by the sinister melody of whispering shadows and ghostly specters painting haunting portraits of terror on the canvas of my once peaceful solitude. In my desperation, every corner of the apartment was scrutinized, every shadow interrogated, the surveillance cameras, my silent allies in this haunting dance, stood vigil, their unblinking eyes, my testament to my horror. But they captured nothing. Weeks turned into haunting sonatas of sleepless nights and terror-filled days. The terror persisted. Every message, every haunting whisper was a chilling symphony echoing the ghostly presence that lingered in the darkness. Amidst the haunting whispers and sinister melodies, Revelation struck like a haunting crescendo. The footage reviewed in the pale light of dawn unveiled the chilling dance of a shadowy figure, yet the room had been empty. A silent scream filled my prison-like home, turning the once peaceful solitude into a constant state of fear. The unseen source of this terror seemed embedded within the walls themselves, making every creak and whisper a haunting reminder of my dread i now live amidst an unending echo of fear a sinister dance of silence and screams i remember the icy grip of terror the suffocating darkness and the whispering shadows that leapt from the walls echoing the sinister lullaby of my unseen captor but then i awoke harsh sterile light stabbed through my eyelids prying me from the churning sea of nightmares my breath came in gasps my heart frantic pounding a desperate escape rhythm against the cold hard reality of steel restraints that bound my wrist i was not in my home the chilling symphony of terror that danced through the corridors of my apartment was replaced by the distant hum of flickering fluorescent lights and the muted whispers of the inhabitants of this cold clinical prison a mental hospital wait what how did we get here i know Confusion and terror wove a sinister dance within the recesses of my mind. Memories, fragments of the haunting dance of shadows and sinister echoes, clashed against the cold reality of sterile white walls and the distant haunting wails of the other prisoners of this clinical sanctum. My parents, their faces, pale echoes of the love and warmth I had known, sat beside my bed. Their eyes, hollow and haunted, bore witness to the terrifying transformation of their child from the beacon of solitary independence to a puppet dancing to the haunting melody of unseen strings. The doctor said it's for the best darling my mother's voice a haunting echo of maternal warmth trembled through the cold air you were losing yourself we couldn't reach you i stared at my mother her features warped by the cocktail of emotion brewing within me it was a mix of resentment and relief a jarring dance of betrayal and salvation the clinical world that imprisoned me was paradoxically a sanctuary for my sinister ballet of terrors that haunted my nights it was silent but not silent cold but yet strangely comforting days turned into weeks weeks into month in the sterile silence of the mental hospital not laughing at this i just didn't know that you could stay in a mental hospital for months wait i'm so confused how'd she get there i i don't know (laughs) 
this doesn't feel like a real story like i feel like she's like writing a like a i don't know sometimes like pause but sometimes in the r slash no sleep sometimes people sometimes people will either write real stories or they'll write fictional ones oh yeah but i always take them like they're real yeah like it's more fun that way how'd she get to the mental hospital i have no clue <laughs> um says a fragile sense of normality like the first tender shoots of spring emerging from the frosty grip of winter tentatively uncurled within the recesses of my haunted psyche therapy sessions a rhythmic dance of world of words and silences began to dispel the haunting echoes of terror that held my soul captive my parents their haunted gazes soft softening witnessed the gradual return of their daughter they knew the ghostly paler of terror receded in color the warm vibrant hues of life returned to my world the silent haunting lullabies of terror were replaced by the melodious laughter of healing and hope oh so happy oh, so she's getting better yeah one bright sunny one bright sunny day marked the end of my imprisonment the door of the mental hospital opened to release me into the warm embrace of the world painted in hues of freedom and life the sinister ballet of haunting echoes and dancing shadows was a distant nightmare locked away within the cold clinical sanctuary of my prison i returned home not to the haunted corridors of my apartment but to the warm loving embrace of my parents house the sinister the sinister symphony of terror was a distant echo a haunting melody drawn by harmonious rhythms of family love and life months turned into seasons everything was back to normal work friends and laughter and tears of life they painted my world in vibrant hues dispelling the ghostly paler of haunting terrors yesterday night my phone silent and unobtrusive buzzed i awoke and stared into my glaring light on my screen 3 a.m it blinked at me a ghostly echo of haunting nights and sinister ballets my security camera that i hung up in my room began to slowly rotate towards me a message short and hauntingly intimate whispered the chilling return of the sinister symphony of terror i missed you shut up and that's the end of the story wait shut up so they thought that she was like imagining these things and then they they brought her to a mental hospital because she was like retreating into herself that seems to be um what it is so it's so this is like because people will comment on it and like the writer will kind of comment back yeah so it says like tell someone about the messages like blah 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 and someone was like i think it was the security camera like whatever Mm -hmm. like I always get freaked out, like, the rings inside the houses. Like, if someone hacks that. No, that's... I think that's kind of what they were trying to do, like, in Get Out, was that it was, like... Um, watching through the camera. He camera. was watching her through the cameras. That's and he freaky. was never in the house. But it also could be kind of like a metaphor. Yeah, well, that sounds like the, the story you read. It sounds like it could be, like, a little TikTok video. Like, yeah. you know how, like, in the beginning, you see them, like, get messages and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Like, just a short little video, a little yeah. spooky video. Yeah. And at the end, it ends with... Somebody make missed it. Missed you. Somebody make yeah, it. Yeah, someone make that. So, there's this phenomenon of the man in the hat. And I think this person was taking inspiration from the man in the hat. And they wrote this. I think this is, like, a fictional story. Okay. No, actually, they said that it was real. Because the guy was, like, commenting back and acting like this was real. Okay. Um, but it could be an act. Whatever. What's man in the hat? So, man in the hat is a phenomenon that people see the man in the hat. It c- He could look different to people but it's still like a man in a hat and i don't know if it's like i think it's like in your dreams or something like you see the same person you see the, the same, same like everyone sees kind of like the man in the hat it's kind oh, of like a crazy. nightmarish character this is where i wish i remembered my dreams so i could join in i on. remember all my dreams but here we go <laughs> i wish i did <laughs> after i graduated from college i worked as a substitute teacher i was trying to get some experience to land a job at one of the better schools subbing can be incredibly stressful especially as a new teacher taking sure. jobs as a sub is like playing roulette you never know exactly what a what a school or class is going to be like some teachers are great leaving great sub plans and having good classes other teachers could care less and leave you with classes that act completely unhinged i remember that mm-hmm. like when i was younger just like subs and like the way different students would act in front of subs because it's like not your teacher oh yeah it was always crazy I, subs honestly teachers deserve a lot of respect mm-hmm. and so do substitute teachers Sub because i think the worst they get the worst of yeah. your students unless you're a scary teacher because i did have scary teachers that it was straight up like the students didn't dare disrespect yeah, the sub because if the it was sub like, came back and said they oh, were bad did you ever walk into a class and your teacher's just like sitting on the desk like this and she's yeah. holding a note and she's just like you know she's already read it but yeah. she's just like rereading it for effect and she yeah. just lets everybody sit down and she's like somebody want to tell me why you guys did this while yeah. i was gone and it was like an actress it was like yeah she was like full-on acting mm-hmm. she should take it up no yeah okay Anyway, since I was trying to get my foot in the door, I didn't know anyone. This meant that I normally ended up with the worst classes. The first time I saw the man in the hat, I was in one of those unhinged classes. It was a second grade class, and the teacher had left absolutely nothing for us to do. No handouts, no notes, nothing. I didn't even have a roster with the kids' names. When they came in that morning, all hell broke loose. They were running around, screaming, not sitting in their assigned seats. One of them actually stood on top of a chair and shouted, yes, no teacher today. 
I managed <laughs> to find some. Aw. How old are they? Aww. I need to hold them. They're like six or seven. Younger class. I managed to find some paper towels and colored pencils. At a certain age, coloring will distract even the worst kids. For a while, the kids were content with sitting at their desk and coloring while I organized and learned some of their names. I soon learned that I'd made a critical error. A line quickly formed in front of my desk. All of the kids wanted to show Mr. S their drawings. I smiled and complimented each one, and they were pretty much the same. Crudely drawn stick figures meant to be a mom, (laughs) dad, or pet. If it would keep them quiet and occupied, I was fine with looking at bad drawings. Then Jack stepped up to my desk. Um, Jack was one of the quieter ones, which I appreciated, but there was something about him that made me take notice. The school I was at was a nice one. Some of the kids wore nicer clothes than me, but Jack wasn't dressed nice like the others. He wasn't wearing nice shoes. His hair looked like it hadn't been washed in several days. He stood there in front of my desk, smiling and holding something behind his back. Um, he said, I don't think it's very good, but I want to show you. And he said, I bet it's great. Jack just stood there for a moment with a look on his face like he was thinking. Finally, he pulled the paper from behind his back and laid it on his desk. It was a strange drawing, remarkably well done for a second grader. Two people were holding hands. One of them was shorter and smiling, which I guess was supposed to be Jack. The other figure was a bit taller with white hands and appeared to be wearing a top hat. The face was what bothered me. It looked like Jack had taken every kind of colored pencil and scribbled over where the person's face should have been. The more I stared at the face, the more I felt a strange sensation of danger. Um, And then there's some quotes. What is this? You don't like it, do you? Oh, no, it's a nice drawing. I'm just confused is all. Who is it supposed to be a picture of? Well, this is me, and this is the man in the hat. He's my friend. Like, make-believe friend? No, a real friend. Without explaining anything more, Jack skipped back to his desk and started another drawing. He left the picture sitting in front of me. As I stared down at it, that strange feeling came back like I was at the top of a roller coaster just about to go over the edge. If you don't have kids or don't work around kids, you probably don't realize how weird kids can be. Kids draw strange things all the time. My aunt and uncle got a call from a very concerned teacher about my cousin. She was drawing a monster in a closet with blood dripping out of its mouth. My cousin had also insisted that the monster was very real and had told her classmates as much. It turned out to be a big stuffed animal with red yarn for a mouth. My aunt had put it in the closet when cleaning up her room. I'd seen a lot of strange things kids had drawn, so I ignored Jack's picture and left it sitting on my desk. At the end of the day, Jack came back up to my desk and he looked worried. Um... Ooh, more quotes. I feel like I'm reading a story. This is so fun. Mr. S, do you still have that picture? Yeah, it's right here. I need it back. I wasn't supposed to give you that. Oh, okay. So Jack took the picture from me as he stood. As he did, he tore it up into little pieces and threw it in the trash. Buddy, why'd you tear up your picture? Is everything okay? And then Jack started to cry. <laughs> and then he said, he's mad at me. He's really mad. And he said, who's mad, Jack? My friend, he told me that I wasn't supposed to tell my mom or brother about him or my teacher, but you're not my teacher. So I thought it was okay. But at recess, he was really mad. He told me I should have told you. You saw your friend at recess. At this point, I assumed maybe the man was supposed to be one of the other kids. Yeah, over by the trees. We're not supposed to go out by the trees at recess, but he called me over. He told me that I should have told you. Or I shouldn't have told you. Why does your friend want me to know about him? He doesn't like new people. Maybe you shouldn't be talking to this friend. No, he's nice. He's just shy. I didn't mean to upset him. And then he said, Mr. S, I've got to go. My bus is going to leave soon. And just like that, Jack was gone, running off down the hall toward his bus. I fished the pieces of his picture out of the trash can and took it to the guidance counselor. The guidance counselor didn't seem concerned. He said it was, or she said it was strange, but that Jack was quite an imaginative boy and had a bad home life. His mom had, that's a quote. His mom has said, I don't know how many boyfriends. It's always hard on him and his brother too. Whenever something bad happens and they break up. There was nothing else I could do. At least that's what I tried to tell myself. I didn't know Jack or his family, so it was up to the guidance counselor. The next day, I was in a different school, subbing for a different class. That's the thing about being a sub. You may never go back to the same class or even the same school. After a few weeks, you start to forget names and faces as you deal with other students and other issues. I don't think about Jack until... Wait. I didn't think about Jack again until one morning when I was getting ready for work. I was scrolling through my social media feed and sipping on my coffee when I saw a post from a teacher at Jack's school. The post said that Jack had gone missing and there was an ongoing search for him. School had been canceled as parents and teachers were volunteering to join the search. As far as I know, Jack was never found. All that's on all that on its own wouldn't be such a strange t- story, a terrible one, but unfortunately not all that it's strange. That's what I thought until a few days ago. Eventually, I did get hired at a good school. I'm a fifth grade teacher now. I like it. There's not much coloring and picture books as there are with my younger kids. A few days ago, we were talking, we're taking a math test. About halfway through the test, I noticed Ellie, one of my quieter students, looking at a piece of paper under her desk. Assuming she was cheating, I went over and took the piece of paper up. I took the paper back to my desk and unfolded it. It was a drawing, a very good drawing, of a man dressed in a suit wearing white gloves with a top hat. There was a big gray smudge where the face should have been as though Ellie had tried to draw it over and over again but kept erasing it because she couldn't get it quite right. A chill ran down my spine after class that day. I tried to talk to Ellie about it and she refused to say anything. She said, it's no one. 
and then she stormed out of the classroom i wasn't quite sure what to do now how to explain what i'd seen it was just a drawing what was i supposed to say that it was some sort of portent of doom ellie was a good kid quiet but she always participated and got good grades i knew her parents were very involved so i gave them a call when no one answered i left a message i gave them my phone number and told them i was a bit concerned about something i'd seen ellie draw at school they never called me back and the next day ellie wasn't at school maybe i'm overblowing things i don't even know how to explain it do i go to admin do i call her parents again how do i explain this without sounding like a lunatic is that the end of it yeah that sounds like a again like a movie like a movie like when yeah things keep reoccurring or maybe like a book like children keep going missing in the same way and you have to figure out like what this happens is to like them one of those things too where it's like is this real but then if you see the guy comment like he's like commenting if you scroll down you can see the comments and he's like commenting to people like it's real yeah, someone said, Mr. S, I think this is out of your control. I would ignore it and move to a different school. He said, I'm worried you might be right. I'm scared of finding another drawing. Um, and he said, maybe start documenting it and letting principals know at the schools. The entity will know you'll be doing that, though, so proceed with caution. Thanks for the like, People take these really seriously. And sometimes I don't know if they're real or not because the R slash no sleep, like sometimes people, it is fictional and sometimes yeah. it's not. And sometimes it's people trying to make it like it's real to yeah. scare people. Yeah. And so I don't know. I never know. But that story does feel like a movie of some sort. It reminds me of Slenderman a lot because, like, the whole entire lore with Slenderman is that he, like, targets kids that kind of have, like, a bad home life that are kind of quiet because they're easy targets and mm-hmm. they're going to, like, tell people about, like, what's happening to them. So it kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. The man in the hat. That would freak me out. If this was real on a student, two students, this happened multiple times. I would quit teaching. I would also find a new career path. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this one was something that somebody wrote in so this is completely real okay i found this one because somebody i looked up like scary stories like on the internet and this one was on like a website where they were like linking it so the stuff behind this is that a woman essentially uses this like sleeping app to track her sleep and everything and you know like some of the sleeping apps will record audio Mm -hmm. and this one's fun because she links the audio recording okay okay so i'll tell you the story so it's so she has like edits on it so this uh this is like a very old this was 10 years ago that she posted this but she edited it on 2015 and said um no longer living at the house where this took place so no more updates from here on out thank god (laughs) so this is kind of like a closed case because sometimes i don't know if anybody else like spends time on reddit i do but i'm not like a seasoned professional and sometimes i just like click the links that people have and i just go to reddit Mm -hmm. um but like sometimes people will like go like because this one's like on r slash ghosts so like you go to a specific subreddit you write in a story people kind of help you out okay. reddit honestly toxic community sometimes but also very helpful <laughs> so one time i did funny story i did go on reddit one time when i was thinking about a book that i couldn't find the title of and oh, they, they helped me it? they helped me yeah usually reddit's the first thing that comes up when i randomly search a question yes they always have an answer absolutely they're so helpful okay so this is the original post I use an app called Sleep as Android to improve my sleep. One of the features in it is that it records your nighttime noises, snoring, sleep talk, cover ruffles, coughing, etc. I've been using the app since November 1st of 2013. I've never caught anything other than the sounds created by me changing positions or coughing or something like that. Although I've been told several times I talk in my sleep by other people. I do this because it was in parentheses. Mm -hmm. On... December 30th at 2.04 a.m. I caught something very weird. To set up, this night I was sleeping in my bed. My three-year-old was with me that night and as he's scared of the dark. It was just the two of us in the whole house. The next night I decided to go through and delete my recordings and saw this particular record in it. You can hear some clicks at the start that get louder over the course of the recording. Eventually you can hear me say, what are you doing? And immediately after there's a deep voice that says nothing. The clicks become very loud at that point and at the very end of the recording you hear the same voice say, that's them. And then she put in parentheses i think question mark i am pretty creeped out by this i don't remember being awake that night the only plausible explanation is that i answered my own sleep talking but the voice doesn't even sound like me or something that i could emulate it definitely doesn't sound like a voice my preschooler could emulate either i have no idea what the clicks could be i keep a fan going at night for white noise but the clicks sound like they're coming from right near my phone which is placed right by me on my bedside table i want to say that i've picked up the clicks at least a few times on the recordings before but deleted them thinking it was nothing this is the first time i've ever heard anything though and then we have the audio should we play the wait audio? no way that yeah she, she links the audio i'm scared oh my god i'm scared Shut up. I don't like it. <laughs> what do you say at the end? That's them. 
That's what oh my god, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. And if that happened to me, I yes. actually think I would go into like a panic mode and because when you listen to that audio, it's like you hear her go like, and it's almost like a concerned like what are you doing like that's kind of like how yeah. she said it she was like what are you doing and then it's like nothing like it almost seems like somebody like and it was instant like when she said it like yeah. that was not a preschooler and that definitely didn't sound like all of a sudden it literally sounded like a man was in the room oh yeah it sounded like she woke up and saw something and was like what are you doing and then he says, she probably like, woke up from the noise i was like what are you doing and yeah then, or you know have you ever like woke up from your sleep because you feel like somebody is like in your room yeah that's why i have to sleep with my tv on no like even like because there have been times that shout out to dakota because he does listen to my podcast episode sometimes that he like very many times he just like walks in my room mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever i don't really care mm-hmm. but there's been times that i've been asleep and he walks in my room or like my mom will walk in my room yeah. or my dad will walk in my room while i'm asleep and i like jump up yeah, it's because i can immediately feel when there's a presence in my room oh yeah and have you once someone's ever, like watching you and you're not no looking. you can like feel it when somebody mm-hmm. else walks into the room you can feel it yeah so have you ever woke up and you feel like somebody's in the room and then yeah, nobody's it's the weirdest there. feeling ever and maybe it was something like that where it was like she felt that there was a presence and she yeah. saw something but she was kind of half asleep half awake and then yeah. she's like, what are you doing? Definitely why she doesn't remember. She probably was like almost asleep while it was that happening. Crazy? That audio is crazy that she has like the proof of it. Like that she uses an app for that. Like imagine that happened. She just never remembered. Yeah. That would have been crazy. This is crazy. Okay. Do you want to read this next story? Sure. This one says that it's a real one. So this one was eight years ago. And it says this is the story of OM. I think they were calling this driver OM. <laughs> Hmm? Yeah, I think they're tr- like the OM is like the driver. There's like a driver. Okay. You will see as you read. The other one just spooked me. Like that one actually got me. Cause Which I, one? Because it's like the, the audio one. Oh, yeah, because it was like real. Like, when you, you hear the proof. I love it because she attached the audio. She's a queen. Yeah, that Everyone was on Reddit's queen. like, give the audio. Yeah. And she was like, okay, yeah. That's crazy that she had that. Okay. This is the story of OM. Okay. In high school, I had a good friend named Steve. One day, freshman year, 2007-ish, he told my group of friends about an odd turn of events that happened to his brother Tim a couple years prior. Tim went to college in New Hampshire. One night around 2 a.m., Tim and his good friend decided they would need a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> real. Real, so real. Even though the nearest Dunkin' Donuts was across state lines, I don't know much about New Hampshire's geography, but I'm told this trek involved going through a narrow highway that takes them through some woods on the back way. On the way back from Dunkin' Donuts, a mysterious car pulled in front of them on the highway. It was a red compact, 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 compact car <laughs> with markings scratched off, and its only defining feature was its license plate that had a black O and a green M, who will henceforth be known just as OM. <laughs> oh, that's where he gets his name. Yeah. Okay. Around this time, Tim describes weird coincidences happening, like his phone losing service and the jazz station playing smells like teen spirit, but I'll, I'll admit it. I'll admit it, those could have just been weird coincidences. At this time, Tim and his friends or Tim and his friend were sensing some bad juju from this guy. So Tim let his foot off the gas and was happy to just let OM go off on his way. But OM wasn't done with them. As soon as Tim slowed down, OM did the same. Tim thought this was weird, but maybe if he floors it, he can get around OM. But when Tim speeds up, so did OM. Tim and Co were freaking out at this point and had no idea what they were dealing with, but they saw a curve in the road up ahead. They saw OM go around it and they decided to just stop. Their adrenaline was pumping and they weren't sure how long they sat there but after what felt like 20 minutes they worked up the courage to continue on their way maybe om would have mercy on them but as soon as they got around the corner om was there the exact same distance as they last saw him matching their speed om clearly was without mercy tim and his friend were rightfully scared for their lives and relented to just going forward and hoping they can get out of this alive eventually there was a fork in the highway one led towards the college town with the, while the other led further into the woods our heroes went home while om ventured into the unknown tim never saw om again we're in epilogue one there's more than one epilogue so i was told the story my freshman year and was convinced it didn't happen and even my buddy steve wasn't exactly sure of its ver- veracity but around 2008 2009 i was listening to the local talk radio station while doing homework and heard a news bulletin there's a murder in the neighboring county the previous night and the sole witness saw a car leaving the scene of the crime she described it as a red compact car with a license plate that had a black o and a green m i nearly shit myself i'm in suburban orange county california what the f is oh i'm doing all the way over here maybe i was just hearing things i ran into steve the next day at school and heard and heard he heard the same report we learned two things can you put us neither of were crazy and two that om was effing real at blog two this previous may my friend blake was on his way home from dropping off his girlfriend around 2 a.m for some reason he decided to take a highway that leads through a canyon home while driving along a car pulls in front of him it's a red compact car with a license plate that has a black o and a green m blake was familiar with the stories and became rightfully scared and fell as far behind om as om let him when they reached near the end of the canyon om did a u-turn and went back while blake continued home to change his pants and sleep at blog three, when I posted this before, 
you slash Ravetti posted his own run with OM. So I like to think me and my friends aren't completely insane. That is all I know about OM. I'm thoroughly convinced he's a co- cross country serial killer <gasps> who crosses state lines to confuse oh, the police. My God. But I admit it's only a conjecture. That's actually scary because there's no like conclusion in this. <laughs> like, it's no just like multiple sightings of him. Yeah, like that no one caught crazy. OM. Like I said, I kind of just like went through like those. Like I didn't like read them. No, in yeah, full. but like this one's like not concluded. So like if I see a license plate OM, that is crazy. Because it's real. And he's like talking about. Yeah. And the guy, the you slash Ravetti, yeah. like the, the tagged guy commented, he said, true story. My sighting was in Southern California, um, off the freeway, whatever. And he like wrote his little story. And that's crazy because that guy had already wrote a story about OM. And then that guy had already had experiences with OM. Yeah. And then saw that and was like, I'm going to write about the freaking yeah. experiences. Because it's like not universal, but like. That is crazy. That actually is really crazy. Guys, let us know if you guys have ever seen the license plate. OM. I hope not. Hey. I hope not. That doesn't even seem like a real license plate, like a black O and a green M. Like, there's no green whatever. Oh, okay, these I'm ready. last two are actually true stories. Oh, okay. Okay. So, this one is about, I think this girl is, I think, I think it's about her grandparents. You're gonna, you're gonna die. Oh, God. You're gonna die. Okay. Okay. It was near Halloween time when my friends and I were telling ghost stories. My friend said she was going to tell a story about her parents' first day. Oh, I guess it was her parents not the grandparents okay um she said she didn't like telling the story since it was actually true but we prodded her on to cut to the chase the parents had spent a nice if awkward first day and around the time that they would have said good night the male in the situation my friend's dad suggested that they go for a little midnight hike up on provo cannon he apparently knew the place and since he had done a fair amount of rock climbing in the area so the two drove up the mouth of the canyon got out of their cars and started hiking under just the light of the stars since it was a new moon at some point the male starts getting a bad feeling since the pathway ahead which would pass under some trees would be dark and because it was getting to be quite late he ignores the feeling and presses on and later rehashing the story the female would say that she had felt the same thing at what was probably the same time though she didn't know the trail he as well as he did a minute later the feeling came back to the male he ignored it again and started walking a bit into the way into the trees when his foot hit something soft in the middle of the path under the trees it was too dark to see what this soft thing was and the feeling came back stronger than ever instead of finding out what hit his foot he and the female both agreed to hightail it out of there smart decision this is where the story takes a turn (gasps) oh no years later after being married for some time they were watching an interview with the serial killer ted bundy shut up in response to a question asking him to describe the time that he felt the closest to being caught (gasps) he explained about the night that he had lured a girl into provo cannon and had just killed her when he heard some people coming up the trail he explained how he hid in the trees just in time only to watch some guy walk right into the body and for some reason just turn around and walk away shut up so okay so if he kept going or like saw the dead body or whatever do you think that ted bundy would have tried to kill them or like he would have gotten caught i don't know he because he describes it as a time that he thought he would have been caught and ted bundy is a psychopath like mm-hmm. that he just is because obviously the serial murder mm-hmm. but his thing was like women and yeah. it was like a girl a and a guy so i don't know if he would because sometimes serial killers like that are very like dedicated i don't know yeah, but also like, do you think he was like in like the public yet like if they saw him would they even assume it's ted bundy no but they would have seen the dead body and then seen him and he would didn't like turn a flashlight on to look well you gotta think ted bundy was like back in the 60s oh yeah there's no (laughs) iphone i'm not too sure they were just carrying around like a flashlight with him even though i mean but but this is the 60s because when i first read the story and it was like let's go take a hike and it was like but then the dad like did hike so he was yeah. kinda like maybe thought this was like a good move that's crazy is that insane the thing they're, and they're both watching the interview and they're like oh my god he's talking about us because you really felt crazy. like that is crazy and you wonder like and chills. you had the whatever it's had about me okay that's the crazy. last one is kind of scary but just kind of like whatever okay right. when i was in high school i was baby <laughs> <laughs> i was babysitting <laughs> when i was in high school i was babysitting for this family i'd never babysat before we kind of had an eerie house just kind of disorganized <laughs> okay what just kind of disorganized <laughs> just kind of like calling them out saying they're messy <laughs> but with these weird masks everywhere okay that's wild. yeah that's really weird i wouldn't take the job I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> there were these three kids and it's probably about 10 o'clock it's kind of windy outside and the power goes out i was a little freaked out because i was really unfamiliar with the house and didn't know the kids very well since the tv was no longer an option i was trying to think of things to do with them the eldest girl jillian just name drop okay <laughs> started going through my purse and pulled out my camera and was just taking pictures for the half hour. The parents came home around 12.30 and I went home. The next morning, I went through the camera to look at the pictures. And in the background, there was a man looking through the glass Shut door up. to the backyard. He was <gasps> in every picture. Uh, was it like, um, 
It wasn't like a ghost figure, like just a man. No, it was like a man, and it's weird because the power went out, but there was there's no storm <gasps> described. So that's it, crazy. You she almost, like made it home. Yeah, like no, like he didn't do anything. That's what I mean. But then it's like maybe something's gonna happen to that family here yeah. in the future. I wonder if she told them. That's crazy. It is crazy. I love that the air is getting because it's getting into the evening now. The air is getting a little bit more crisp. So yeah. it, these scary stories were like a perfect little ambiance. Yeah, for I love mood. it out here now. This is like the perfect weather. Yeah, those are the little okay. scary stories that we have. So to end the episode oh, on a lighthearted note, we're gonna try some Trader Joe's ball snacks. Yay! These are the more sweet ones. I've okay, been staring at them for an hour. We're and gonna 25 start minutes. with the ones that Sarah has been staring at. So they <laughs> yes. are the Trader Joe's maple leaf cookies so this is them with a smooth mm. maple flavored cream filling mm, 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 we're gonna mm. open these okay do you like maple flavored things never had it no way like maple syrup <laughs> oh i love me i actually never had a maple cookie Ooh. Ooh, asmr those look real oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> sarah literally what did no say tell them what you said to me about these cookies oh what did i say sarah goes she said it quietly and i said can you read yourself and she goes those cookies are no match for me <laughs> Because they're like on the table in front of okay, us. This I'll whole give time. you guys a little close up shot. Wait, but like, what's in the middle? Is it just like a? It's just cream filling. Okay. I'm. I, mm, I don't know how I feel about the smell. Mm. <laughs> I could eat these all night long. Oh my gosh, it's delicious. It tastes like frosting in the middle. This tastes literally just like a vanilla Oreo. I think the frosting is more like sweet than the middle of an Oreo. This is like a dessert dessert. Like, not just a, a little snacky. Like, I would have this for dessert after dinner. I would give this a seven. I would get sick after, like, two. I know what you mean. I would give it an eight, though, because of the taste. It's delicious. It's delicious. What is that one? These are some chocolatey velvet mousse pumpkins. Chocolatey velvet mousse. I, that sounds... Li- I'm a... If you didn't know, I'm a dessert girly. I love me a dessert. It doesn't matter how full I am. I'm eating dessert. Why do we always smell stuff before I try it? Mm. It's like mousse on the top and a little chocolate mm. cake on the bottom. You don't like that? It's so, like, rich. Mm. I, I couldn't even eat a, a whole of these, honestly. I would eat this with ice cream. It kind of tastes like ice cream cake a little bit. It's very decadent, for sure. That's, like, an yeah. extremely decadent. Mm. But they're good. I would give these a strong six, but I just can't do, like extremely sweet like things like that my stomach can't handle it these are the pumpkin blondie brownies i love pumpkin stuff but i don't like blondies so what are blondies they're like brownies but blonde <laughs> not like chocolate like a vanilla brownie almost is there chocolate chips inside what is that might be nuts Ugh. Oh. is it actually okay guys we're gonna try this one i kind of like that is that a nut i'm not eating it if it's a nut yeah, I don't like this one. If this didn't have nuts in it, I'd probably give it like a nine. I freaking love pumpkin. <laughs> Wait, what'd you give it a four? Mm-hmm. Wow, you really don't like pumpkin things. <laughs> I'm like, you're lying. I don't like when they make pumpkin things and they put nuts and seeds in it. I think, I don't know what they're, okay. And we'll do pumpkin spice cookies. So these actually are, they've sh- they're shortbread cookies with pumpkin spice and yogurt coating. That kind of reminds me of like the animal crackers where they like coat them in frosting or whatever. I don't like this one. This is so mediocre. I don't like it. It's not enough cookie and too much frosting. And oh, the, I hate that. It's like heavy on the pumpkin. Definitely a two. I would never eat that again. Okay. Mm, I'd give that one a four. These are some Halloween JoJo's. They are chocolate pumpkin face cookies with our signature vanilla bean cream basically like a halloween oreo yeah but they're really halloweeny don't oreos make wait doesn't oreo make oreos that look like that for halloween do you know the theory that everybody has that basically all of trader joe's food is just like the same it's from the same manufacturer but they just sell it cheaper oh oh really Mm -hmm. there's i think it's like a proven fact yeah trader joe's is pretty cheap i love it there Mm-mm. Ugh, no, no, that's a one. That's a one. That is a one. This doesn't taste like an. Or- the way I'm about to have another bite, though. <laughs> it doesn't taste. You have to be sure. It doesn't taste like an Oreo. Oh my god, what's that cookie? Oh my god, and the filling in the middle. Uh oh. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure it's a one. Honestly, let's rank them really quick. Okay. So, I would definitely put the maple leaf cookies at number one, like the best. Me too. Let's go best to worst. Okay, maple leaf cookie one. Okay, what's your number two? the moose i would honestly say so too because it, it's just very decadent that i can't eat them but, but they good. are good i can recognize that they're good uh what's your number three 
I would honestly say these are my number three. Really? Yeah. The little fake Oreo? Yeah, because That's I'm crazy. thinking about like if I could actually sit down and eat it. And I don't think I could sit down and eat that one. Yeah, I think I would do the the pumpkin blondie, but I would have to sit and pick out the nuts and then eat it. No, that's so annoying to, like, have to do. Yeah, that's annoying, but I think that's my third. I think my fourth one is the little, like, yogurt kind of cookie thing. Yeah, my fourth is the yogurt, too. And my, my fifth would be that. The pumpkin blondie. And your fifth is this. Yeah, the Oreo. That is crazy. That, that does not taste like a... It's actually a disservice the calling it The aftertaste, though, is, like, fine. Like, I, I, I like the aftertaste more it's than, like... It's not good. That's a great review. And with that being said, that's going to be the end of today's episode. I, I hope you guys had a good, cozy, little spooky, fun time. If you guys did, if you're listening on audio, make sure to give a five-star review because I know that that's what you guys think. And if you guys are watching on the YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed, have the notification bell, comment, like, all of that YouTube stuff that you guys all know how to do by now. And make sure you're keeping up with us on our socials. Make sure you're following the podcast Insta. And we will see you guys next Thursday Yay! with our another spooky-themed episode. So many spooky themes. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.